a podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial journey, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs from all around the globe seeking to grow better, more profitable, location-independent businesses. If you'd like to learn more about what we do and download our entire back catalog, check out tropicalmba.com. Happy Thursday morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. As promised, today we are going to have our DCBKK 2022 recap episode. And to do so, I've invited the boss man and our speaker coach, Jeff Picaro. We're going to reflect and have an episode we've really wanted to have for three years, our return to Bangkok and our annual, well, this year, our 10th anniversary DCBKK, and it was a good one. I got to be honest with you. I just jumped in here at the top because... I wanted to like take another and another swing at this episode because the event is so special to me personally. And I know to so many of you, I just wanted to have the most amazing recap episode of all time. And I, I just don't think any podcast is going to live up to, I don't know, my nostalgia or like emotions about the event itself. But if you were a part of it, if you were there, thanks for coming. Thanks for contributing. It was an amazing, amazing week. So let me tell you how it went down. We, Ian and myself, flew into BKK the week before. Shout out to Alan Walton, the fly guy, for hooking us up with some amazing business class tickets. And it's just coming to the end of the rainy season in Thailand, which always adds like a little bit of excitement. There's steam in the air. There was flooding the week before. You know, most of our parties are on rooftops. And knock on wood, we've always flirted with this line of the rainy season Never really had a serious rain out in 10 years of this event. We also did something pretty crazy. If you click through on this post, you can see a video of us renting 100 tuk-tuks to motor a bunch of um, DC members in tropical outfits across the city of Bangkok to our final rooftop venue of the evening. I kind of had my fingers crossed on that one. <laughs> it, it turned out to be one of the highlights of the event. It was pretty memorable. This year, one of the things that changes at the hotel, people just came in earlier. I think people starting to know the drill, wanting to beat the jet lag. Personally, myself, I was jet lagged a long period of time, but it's also just cool to get there early and get that sense of buildup, get to know some people even before the event begins. The other thing I just want to mention is shout out to our speakers who all work with our speaker coach, Jeff Picaro. You're going to hear in this discussion just the level of commitment and effort they put into creating great presentations and sharing their practical knowledge with the rest of it. So without further ado, let's get to it. Well, for me personally, I was just so damn excited to get on a plane again and go to Asia. And immediately when I'm transported to Asia, which is an amazing experience, you get on this airplane, you're just there 24 hours later, the other side of the world, it felt so familiar, which was so cool. Being back at the Conrad, which is where we host this, seeing everybody, eating the food, like it felt so familiar, but yet it was like I hadn't done it for three years. Time of the year is so much fun to be able to catch up with everybody, to see how everybody's doing, to see everybody at the event. It's just a bang up time for me. You know, I think every year it feels a little bit like a family reunion, but especially this year because it had been so long since we were able to do one that it felt like everyone I know came out and it was like the experience of running into all of your old friends at the same place. It was really cool. 
there's this feeling of like this entrepreneurial cozy. Like I was like, what's the metaphor? It's like feels like, you know, when you step into the steam room. I did do some onsen experiences. One of my favorite things to do in Asia is to go to a Japanese onsen where you they give you the little towel that you walk around over your it's like the Garden of Eden, except you got a, a towel and you're walking around and you're dipping yourself in all these different types of waters. Then you step into the steam room and you're just completely enveloped by this feeling of comfort and warmth. And that's what it is. But, you know, replace the steam with entrepreneurial energy. You're just like constantly enveloped with conversations, people, connections. And there's just something easy and comforting about it for me, my personal experience. It's not this thing where it's like, oh, should I talk to that person or should I try to see if it's going to work out or sell them something? Or, there's none of that. It's, it's more like we're all just there together at entrepreneurial summer camp or something like that. Five days in the same luxury hotel together. And you're just constantly around other people. And there's something I want to say about modern life where we're kind of isolated from each other, you know? You do you, I do me, and if we want to do together, we put it on the calendar. And there's something about DCBKK where it's, okay, you stop by your room to get a shower, but then you're sitting having lunch with somebody, and then you're having a cocktail with somebody, and then you're going to the gym with somebody, and you're just kind of in this collegiate, interconnected, familial environment. There's something really special about it. DCBKK 2022, in a word, guys, in a word. Family. Energizing. I'll say charged. Guys, this all came from DCBKK 2012. And finally, this was our opportunity to come back after quite a long hiatus. And it was a really interesting brand experience. There's something about DCBKK that means something to a lot of people. You know, to at this point, thousands of people, alumni, people that listen to the podcast, people that wonder someday about coming. It just felt like away from our work and our team in a way that it meant something beyond us. And, you know, I guess we've never really done something for 10 years before. And it's just kind of interesting to see it exist outside of your work. Do you guys know what, I'm, what I mean? Well, I missed the first two back in the day because I was like, why am I going to get on a plane to Asia to talk to these people who I talk to on Skype all the time? I went to my first one in 2014 just as an attendee, and it was such an unbelievable experience. And I made so many amazing business connections and I made so many friends that I stayed for a month. I think I paid 300 bucks to change my flight. This is back in 2014 when airlines were a lot less friendly and just hung around Asia for a while. Yeah, the thing about the 10-year brand, Dan, is it just makes you feel old. I think that's the bottom line for me. It's been amazing doing it for 10 years and then you're like, oh man, we've been doing this for 10 years. What is, guys, the most overrated part of DCBKK. We come here, we hype, we hype, we hype. What do you feel is the most overrated part of the event? I think the most overrated part of the event is that people think it's all going to be a crazy party. You know, we're going to drink a bunch of singhas and we're going to go out at night and we're going to do crazy Bangkok things when the reality is that it's much more about a connection with fellow entrepreneurs and with the hallway track and with spending time, just the deep conversations that you have with like-minded people doing similar things. Thinking back, it definitely started that way. There was a lot of that. And again, again, that's probably just part of getting old, right? But yeah, it's definitely evolved. This conference has definitely evolved, especially the people that have been coming for 10 years. And there are several of those people. 
the way that they like prioritize the conference for themselves and even me, the way that I prioritize it. You kind of know like how late to stay out most nights. So that's a nice thing. And then you can like prioritize the things that you actually want to get done at the conference. You know, I had a great time meeting with people up in the executive lounge, which is one of the things that I prioritize at this conference is staying in a room with access to that. There's definitely some cool people up there and I've had some cool meetings up there. So you can be more intentional the more that you go to this event and kind of understand all the different facets to it. So yeah, the party aspect is definitely overrated. What might be underrated, and I think we're going to get to that, but I'm just going to blow it on it right now. All right, let's move on. Is the different facets to the event. There's so many small little like niches. I think that's one of the most underrated things of the event is just how cool these little niches can be. That was like one of the major themes of this year is the decentralized nature of the event especially due to the event app, which we've had an event app now for years, but we moved on to a new supplier who I'll withhold their name until they make the feature updates we've requested. Uh, (laughs) But they did a good job. What it allowed people to do is have much more sophisticated just-in-time meetups. And so the idea like, oh, you know, Steam Room or we're doing this or we're doing that, like, now it's like, hey, real estate people that are doing this like at this place tomorrow at 4 p.m. And we're not talking about a couple meetups here and there. We're talking about like hundreds of people swarming to handfuls and handfuls and handfuls of meetups that are happening interconnected to the event programming. So the event programming, just for reference, is you know lunch and you've got parties in the evenings and you've got over 50 sessions And now you pile on top of that a parents meetup, a real estate meetup, niches on niches on niches happening all in these nooks and crannies. I think it's niches and nooks, kind of that's the thing. And maybe one of the underrated parts of this event is you're going to find yourself in a group of race car drivers and a group of people that like, uh, they went golfing. You're going to have, you know, all different kinds of interesting ways to connect with people. I think that's a challenge too, as like an event organizer. We've talked about this before on this show. Like after these events, we kind of decompress and like Jeff is the leader on our speakers team. He pulls together our speakers, uh, helps us vet them and then comes up with content. And I think at most conferences, like that is the conference. Like that's it. But like for us, we've kind of figured out that like the event, that's part of the event, but I might even call like the main event is not that. Just pulling together these niches, these groups of people and like helping them co-organize meetups and like have a good time for a week with 400 other entrepreneurs. We got a new sponsor, everybody. It's Content Refined. Are you a website owner who doesn't have the time to manage your sites? Whether you have an affiliate site, an e-commerce store, or a website dedicated to your business, Content Refined can help. Content Refined provides hands-off content management, a dedicated project manager and editorial team, keyword research and content planning, high-quality SEO-optimized content, and publishing to your site. And what's better is they offer a free consultation to review your site's goals and create a long-term strategy for content creation. Their goal is always to increase your organic traffic and keyword rankings. And because you're listening to this today, Content Refined is offering a 20% discount to TMBA listeners. Just go to contentrefined.com slash TMBA to claim your discount now. That's contentrefined.com slash TMBA. And a big thanks to the team at Content Refined for sponsoring the TMBA podcast. 
What is age the best, guys? The next category for me, I'll kick us off. If you go back to episode number one of this podcast and you play it back right now, I'll be embarrassed if you do it. But the things that we are talking about essentially hold up. And it's interesting to see it in the room, you know, to go from people who maybe just quit their job 15 years ago, like that was the position I was in, and thinking about what my career was going to look like. I was thinking to myself today as I was driving, I was like, you know what, am I Gen X or millennial? And I was like, you know, I'm real Gen X. And then I started to think, I got a little bit of millennial in me because my dreams back 15 years ago really revolved around this idea that it was no longer necessary to sacrifice your whole core of your life, your best years to getting rich or working for the bottom line so that somehow you can buy back your retirement years. I really believed because of the books that were coming out, because of the podcasts that were coming out, because of my experience that you could essentially have your cake and eat it too, that you could build a profitable lifestyle business that accounted for multiple currencies. And for me, it's really rewarding to be in that room enveloped by people who've done it in 2022, to hear from stage people that valued more things than just going to work for an investment bank for 40 years, that they brought their families and they're speaking from stage and they're going to take a couple weeks off away from the business to go enjoy the fact that they're in Asia. To be around that is inspiring and I think has aged well, that you can grow an ambitious lifestyle business. And in fact, we're just getting started. I think it's a concept that's going to go more mainstream. I completely agree. And watching the track of volunteers at the event who go from volunteers to working for a company or working for a DC or I mean, to starting their own business, to ending up successful, to ending up a speaker on our stage is one of the most rewarding things about what we do. I think another thing that's aged well is just like the way that people move through this community up to the stage saying, hey guys, I was in the same position you were in four years ago. Here's what I did about it. And now I'm here. So I just want to warp in here to talk for a moment about some of the themes we heard from stage. Yeah, I don't know how nerdy we want to get in the future, but there's a big process behind developing content for this event. Like I said, there's over 50 official sessions. So I want to give you a sense for what some of those are or what some of those were this year. And lots of informal stuff as well. I mean, so many different themes. If you click through on your phone or head on over to tropicalmba.com to this post, I'm actually going to post a Google document with descriptions of a lot of the speakers we had at this year's event. So you can, if you're curious, you can get a sense for what's being talked about in this community of, of practical doers. So many different themes. I'll just mention some of our main stage speakers. Jody Cook talked about personal productivity for entrepreneurs. I think there's like sort of this theme of like post-COVID getting our acts back together and like what's our new lives look like going back to work. One theme is really giving back. Two of our speakers, Davis Wynn and Jason Long. Davis is going to be coming up on the show here in the next few weeks. And Jason's been on the show in the past year. Really two guys who are kind of like in this karmic loop of, hey, I wanted to be on this stage. And I made it my goal and y'all helped me get here. And now I'm paying it forward by helping you grow your businesses. Those guys are both doing amazing things. Jeannie Guo talked about how to build a team that trains itself using methods like top grading. So growing up in business has been a big theme, like 
Using systems like traction and scaling up was probably the biggest theme of the conference for me. John Solazarno, who has been on the pod and will be coming up here in a few weeks, talked about niching down until it hurts. One of my favorite topics. Also somewhat controversial. We'll talk about that in the coming weeks. And Brendan Marquardt talked about landing himself on the Inc. 100 list, not the Inc. 500, the Inc. 100 list, selling Murphy beds on the web. He was on the show a few weeks back. There's just so many amazing sessions I could highlight. Zero to Millions in 12 Months, How to Rapidly Grow Your Brand on TikTok by Mallory LeBlanc. Thomas Routier, Finding the Right Opportunity from Zero to 100K a Month in 12 Months in the Fitness Coaching Industry. Carla Singson, talk about how we grew our outsourcing business from zero to seven figures in a year during the pandemic without paid ads. Again, we had 50 sessions like this. I could just keep going to the psychology of video getting huge on YouTube fast by Stan LeLue. Andrew Steven and Kyle Roof talked about how they sold an agency for over $2 million. This is just half the reason people come to DCBKK. The other half is the people that are there, the practitioners that are sharing honestly from their experience. These aren't professional speakers or experts or people in the speaking tour I mentioned. These are folks that are just in the trenches doing it just like you and me. And I think that's part of what makes this event special. So just pull up our site or your phone, click through, and you'll see this document here where you can read some of the sessions that were at this year's event just to give you a sense for what we're talking about. So now back to the show. Final thing I think that um, has aged quite well with this event and some of our other events is we've come to see people like organize their life around being in Asia around this time organizing part of their life to be in Mexico in April, right? And I think when you're not in one location all the time, it's really hard to kind of create community because that's one of the positives of being in a location for a very long time is like you establish your community. It's the people that are around you. They've always been around you. There's some deep connections, but you have to work hard to create that, especially if you're doing slow travel. And I think one of the unintended consequences of our events is that people do that. Basically, they organize their life around these events because there's a lot of people and there's a lot of content that they care about. Yeah, it's a friendship hack. And one of the things I was thinking of, there's over 100 members in Chiang Mai as we speak, having the times of their freaking lives. And here we are back home like a bunch of idiots. What are we thinking? Those cats hanging out in Chiang Mai, going to all these cool masterminds and cocktail parties and going on hikes together and stuff, they are going to get more of the heavy lifting of friendship out of the way than we would do in 12 months in our hometown because they've shed all their responsibilities for a short period in their lives and gone and hung out in a completely embedded environment. It's a way to not do the journey alone. And I think that there's something really cool about this community in particular that allows people to do that. A lot, most of us have home bases, right? But like you said, Ian, we're going to take two or three months. We're going to fire up the uh, station wagon. We're going to fire up the uh, awards points tickets or whatever it is. And we're going to head out to a DC community location, a DC community event. And we're going to spend a couple weeks building friendships. And I think that that's uh, definitely something that's aged really well. The next category is some improvements that can be made. Now, a caveat here. We have a document that is thousands of words long that acknowledges in painful detail all of the changes we need to make to the event. Maybe if you guys want to flag up some interesting ones or some L's we took during the week, you can do that. But if you came to the event and you saw a sharp edge on something, I just wanted to mention that that is really one of the 
best parts for us is finding ways to improve. But I wanted to mention something more conceptually about the improvement because you brought up this metaphor, Ian, of the stage and of people, you know, Jeff, you mentioned going from volunteer to attendee to paid attendee. People are proud that they bought the ticket, you know, and, and that they have an event and they qualify for the membership. And then, of course, sharing back their journey from stage. One of the critiques I got is that there's nowhere to go. There's no ascension in the community. I've got the critique this year that the tickets are too cheap. We're selling $1,000 tickets to a five-star hotel. And, you know, there's different levels to this game, guys. I sat at a mastermind table during the Friday mastermind day where the table sat there and said, we would have paid $1,000 for this. And in fact, we would have preferred to have paid $1,000 for this. This day. One day, not the whole event. And then we've been trotting out this idea about operations training and scale training on the podcast, talking about that with members. And it's interesting, you know, the combination of we have, you guys know we have a high level recruiting service. Of course, you go to entrepreneurs and you say, yeah, you guys are doing remote first recruiting. That's great. That's really cool, guys. Amazing. Yeah. Good luck with that. I know you're crushing it. But then when we talk about the next level of the DC, like, scale training, like how to scale your organization, how to build a world-class organization with a group of people dedicated to that. There's no like, cool, what's up with that? It's like, let me know. Like, I'm in. Like, whatever. People emailing me after the event, I want to be involved in the next level of whatever you guys are doing. And so it's interesting. Like, it's both an encouragement and an indictment and a challenge to say, we want somewhere else to go than just the stage, guys. We would want something that is after and to complement. I think there's something about the totality and the frenzy of 400 people in a village together, but then there's folks who want to move to that next level, and that's not something that we provide. And so that was something that I really walked away with and I think really took to heart during this event that whether it's big or small, or I don't know what it's going to look like, guys, but that in 2023, we really need to provide something to test out options because that's what our members are asking for. The other thing that I think uh, improvements wise that we have to like consider for this event is like we're trying to figure out our actual maximum capacity at some of these different venues. And this year, I think we struggled a bit. You know, we had nearly 400 people signed up. So it's a combination of like these venues entirely not believing that we're actually bringing 400 people to the party and us not being able to find the venues. But I think we can do a much better job of like coordinating. You know, we had people showing up to parties and there wasn't enough service staff there, even though we told the service staff that we were going to be there. And so we need to come up with some new protocols for that. Apologies at some of these parties. You know, our opening party on Friday night, the lights got shut off on us and they. They kicked us out of the pool where we usually stay until one in the morning. So apologies if you're at that party. The good news is that the party got moved inside and it got <laughs> even bigger. But you know, there was like some logistical things. Some of it was because we were a little bit rusty out of practice. And then some of it is just because the conference is growing to the point where we need to figure out some new things to do with this many people. Logistical challenges for sure. There are definitely a lot of logistical challenges. Like I said, we have thousands of words in an operational document to update. But overall, I think it went pretty good. The other thing I would add that I think we can improve, that I think we started to improve this year, is surprise and delight, encouraging that serendipity. Part of that is making the meetups easier for people. But another part of it is the Tuk Tuk Caravan, if you guys want to get into that. 
<laughs> and I think we're very interested we're in the video future. And, up on the post here so they can see it. I think we're very interested in the future and finding more ways that we can make more of an experience out of the event than just the Conrad. Because again, Jeff, it goes back to this idea of like, yeah, we're always going to have speakers. We're always going to have meetups. We're always going to have presenters. We're always going to have like structured conversations. But one of the pieces of feedback that we've been getting for years is like, how can we bring people together to just do things, right? Like if you look at the way that like friendships are built, like it's for me, it's like over like building a deck, right? And so if we can figure out more deck building activities, I think we'll be better off. Yeah, and I do think too, like you got to think as a DCBKK diehard brand advocate or whatever, of which there's many collecting the bracelets. I've been there five, six, four times, whatever. When the registration page goes up, there's got to be party that feels like, well, there's nothing that could possibly happen there that's going to surprise me. And I think that's a big challenge for our team next year is to be like, oh, yes, there is. There's something you're going to come here and it's going to be like a Pandora's box. There's going to be something here that delights you that changes the trajectory of your year, you know, for the better. Have you guys seen Squid Games? Just imagine that, <laughs> 2023. As founders of remote companies, we all face hiring challenges, like hiring today instead of next week or next quarter, scaling our teams quickly, and even just defining what we want in a candidate where to find them, how much to pay them, and how to recruit them. There's a lot of questions. Hiring's complicated, but it doesn't need to be with RemoteFirstRecruiting.com. It's a service from our team where we help founders like you solve these hiring hangups. Even if you're not hiring today, you gotta take advantage of our 15-minute free strategy call. It's with our senior recruiter, Greg Valentine. He's not a sales guy. He's a senior recruiter, industry expert, and he's helped place hundreds of remote candidates and companies just like yours. He can discuss with you the patterns we're seeing in the marketplace, share with you case studies, and talk about how you can build a rock-solid hiring strategy. Hiring doesn't need to be hard. Let our team do the heavy lifting. TMBA listeners, take advantage of this strategy call. It's a simple way to grow a better business. So head on over to our site, remotefirstrecruiting.com, where we believe hiring the right talent is the best way to grow a great remote business. Schedule a call with our team today at remotefirstrecruiting.com. What might things look like at DCBKK 2023? One of the things I want to say is inside baseball here, we've already sold over 120 tickets, which is crazy. So typically what we'll do is we'll just offer a price, you know, to attendees. It's like, hey, if you want to lock in, you know, your registration for next year, here's the lowest price that'll be available. We raised prices quite a bit this year. In fact, the most we've ever raised them in part because of the volume, in part because inflation, in in part because of the level of service, you know, that we want to deliver here. And it the sales went up. So it's kind of interesting to think like if you're sitting at home wondering about DCBKK 2023, there's already 120 souls committed to coming back and enjoying the experience. So it looks like we've got a lot of momentum heading in next year, which is exciting. Yeah, it was just a wonderful week. It is exciting and we're going to have a bunch of uh, DCX events throughout the year, which are member-led events. And then in April, we're going to have our like North American version of DCBKK in Mexico. 
we're continuing to sort that out. I think that that's also going to be a big event for us. Like that location is definitely gaining steam with the community. Cool, guys. To round off the episode here, I'm curious, profitable or interesting trends that you noticed on the ground? Are, is there things you're seeing in the room while you're meeting hundreds of other entrepreneurs that you're seeing that are fresh or different in 2022? Is it more of the same? There's a massive trend towards a focus on management systems organization compared to 10 years ago. If you asked me what was most prevalent in the community in 2012, it would have been acquiring customers, SEO, pay-per-click, figuring out ways to get people onto your website. And there's been a huge trend towards figuring out, how, you know, now that I'm successful, now that I've got some employees, how do I run this place? How do I manage them? How do I get better at that? How do I possibly sell that or prepare it to sell? And I think that that's continuing well into this year. I think everybody's getting older. Everybody's trying to make more money and work less. But then, yeah, also figure out like a lot of us, and I'll put myself in this category. It's like, hey, I screwed around for like 10 years. Like I got lucky and like now I got a bunch of employees and I got some revenue. Like now what? Like, oh, now I'm supposed to have like a real business with process and like figure out how to do things, like treat my employees right, you know, all this stuff. So I think a lot of people are, when I say got lucky, I mean work for 10 years, you know? But like a, a lot of people work for 10 years and they've built something and it's now an asset. And now it's time to, again, grow up a little bit, so to speak, right? And like legitimize the process that they have around running a business. Yeah, it's like so we were all dating right. for the past five years and now everybody just wants to put a ring on it. I liked the way you put it, Ian, which is, hey, like let's package up this thing that we got momentum on and make sure that it's around in 10 or 15 years. Make sure that this is my retirement. I don't have to go back to DCBKK 2037 and figure out customer acquisition techniques. I agree with you guys. I wrote down going pro. I think that it's just really fascinating to see lifestyle business people, remote first business people, just go pro and be industry leaders. You know, I'm sitting in a seminar by Neil Callanan and... I'm kind of furiously scribbling down notes and I'm thinking about the things that he's sharing. And I kind of get the sense of like pride from being in the room with him. He runs a real business, you know, in the way he talks about it with pride and seriousness and ability. But then he's also a lifestyle entrepreneur first, you know. There's something that I felt in that room that was like, wow, we are the business community now. Not to say that we're the mainstream, but that these are real businesses to be respected, that respect their staff, that respect their product, and that are trying really hard to make it great. And that doesn't mean we're going to be working 70-hour weeks for the next 10 years. Just really cool to see folks in our community taking it seriously, going pro, and building really impressive businesses. The amount of people that are trying to install CEOs and COO roles in their organizations is very high. Shout out to uh, Remote First Recruiting. We've actually filled a couple of these roles for DCers. But I think like the amount of conversations I had, which is like, Ian, do you think it's possible that I can like put someone in my organization that can do what I'm doing? And it's so exciting for me because I'm like, yes, man, I did that in a business before. I've seen all these other DCers do it. We've helped people hire to do it. Like it's absolutely possible for you to install a CEO or a COO in your business. And then start to focus on whatever it is that you want to focus on. So that to me was one of my big takeaways. Like 
for me personally, that's like so exciting that people want to do that and that it's possible. Yeah. And for reference, uh, we're starting a community for operators in January. So that's right. Stick around for that. It's fun to be a part of it, you know, to lean into it, to feel it ourselves, you know, having built Dynamite Jobs, a million dollar business, feeling the pressure of like, well, how do we manage it? Who's the adult in the room? What does it being an adult mean? How do you operate a successful business? It's pretty cool to be right there. DC member who's looking for strong operational leadership. And uh, that's something we're going to try out here uh, in Q1 of next year. I have such a great time with you guys, such a great time with so many of the members, so many little moments of uh, people, everything from before the event, Jeff, we got on a phone, just an informal phone call with a member who was feeling a little insecure about what their experience was going to be like and because things maybe weren't going so well with them. That kind of transparency or that kind of vulnerability to people just walking up to me in the hall saying, you know, thanks for doing this. Like, here's why this is meaningful to me. This is why this is making a big difference in my life. Or here's how I felt during the pandemic. And I'm just so glad I got on the airplane. So I can just say an open-hearted invitation to everybody who's ever been curious about these events. Come out and give it a try someday. We'll make it worth your time. As always, I want to thank all of the people who helped us put on the event. The speakers, members, attendees, meetup hosts, everybody um, who makes it such a special community. It's just us three talking about the event right here on this podcast, but there's a lot of people that make this happen. The majority of our team was there. Janine, this was her first DCBKK. She knocked it out of the park. The volunteers, the speakers, everybody that donated their time. And when I say everybody that donated their time, I mean members for hours, pouring over other people's business, that's donating your time. And so really this event doesn't happen without everybody involved. It's a, it's a collective process. The second thing is David and Carrie McKeegan, longtime members, uh, they brought their whole family, which is very cool. And there was a couple other families at the event, but their oldest son, Timmy, is now old enough to attend the conference and absorb it. And he's actually an entrepreneur. He's into crypto. And he's got a couple side hustles going on. Yep, podcasting. And so I thought it was really cool uh, to see this young man at the event participating. And so my call to you guys and to everybody listening on the show is, uh, I think in the coming years, like we need to figure out a funnel. Like we need to figure out how to get like more Timmies to the event because we're just becoming older guys. We're doubling our TAM if we open this up to teenagers, you know? I would love to figure out a way that we can have 10 young individuals at this event, maybe next year or the year after. I'm not sure exactly how to do that. Maybe you guys have ideas. How can we figure out how to get them there? I don't know if this is because I grew up in a working class neighborhood, but like if you were a business person and you wanted to share that gospel with a young person, that was considered a terrible thing to do. Like you don't tell some kid who's got a bright future about business. You know what I mean? Like, but that's kind of cool. That's like one of the themes is actually this genuine feels like that what we're doing in this community is different maybe than what business meant 30 years ago, that it can mean talking about your passions on a podcast. It can mean building creative goods. And maybe it did mean those things 30 years ago and I wasn't hip to it. But I do think that there's more to it than just money nowadays, as a true millennial would say. And 
it does feel like a message that is really cool to bring to younger people that you can build your own thing and it can be valuable to other people and that can be a living. All right. That's it. Thank you. If you came to DCBKK, we appreciate it. It was great to see you. And if you're thinking about coming to DCBKK, we hope to see you next year. That's it, guys. Thanks for joining me. This recap podcast of our 10th anniversary DCBKK. See you next year. And let's hang up and talk about DC Mexico in just a few months. That's it. I hope you found some value in what can often be some navel-gazy sort of episodes. But frankly, I just want to talk about this stuff. I had such a great time. Loved trying, attempting to share our experience here. I got a link to John Hazlitt's Instagram on this post where he has a video of that part of that Tuk Tuk parade if you want to get a sense for uh, how mental that was. And I got to give a shout out here to the end to our sponsors. We had some incredible homegrown sponsors at this year's DCBKK. Empire Flippers, the number one curated online business marketplace. Mercury Bank, a new sponsor. Banking for what you're building. Check out Mercury Bank. What a cool company. Revision Legal, finally a law firm that understands your business. Smash Digital, SEO pros with skin in the game. And our very own remote first recruiting. Don't get held up while you're trying to scale up. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to our meetup hosts. Thanks to our speakers. Thanks to our attendees. And thanks to you for listening. That is it for this week. We'll be back as always next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern time. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tropical MBA podcast. You can go to tropicalmba.com, get access to hundreds of back episodes and all kinds of other goodies. Load up your iPod. That is the cheapest way to fly business class on your next international flight. We will see you next Thursday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.